Wondrous Realms Podcast Group presents The Claustra Domain Hosted by Greg Hall Featuring Tyler Butler, Sierra Rates, Nick Grasser, and Regan Street. To the Klaustro Domain. Rock noises. Rock noises. noises. We need like an avalanche sound. There's probably one in one of those. Three that's what I'm saying. So like, that's, that's what we should start like playing when we all go rock noises. It should go like. Tyler and I will have to dig through that massive like three terabyte file. Well, you don't. You don't. You don't like what I'm doing right now, which is. I love what you're doing. <laughs> or why don't we just like drop all the dice? I think that'd get messy a little bit. Mass rock noise. <laughs> All right, I'm Greg Hall. I'm your host and DM for this evening. Here with my incredibly great, amazing friends. Starting with mm, Regan. That's please don't start with no. <laughs> it's gonna be sort of one end or the other, Greg. <laughs> we don't pick randomly in this house. This is uncomfortable. No, uncomfortable. you gotta start with Tyler. Fine, starting with Tyler Butler. The ADHD and the autism ready to fist fight. That's the T, sis. The novelty, the routine. <laughs> Special yeah. return guest, Maddie Wazer. Hello. Regan Street, who is angry with me. I'm not angry anymore. Thank you. You fixed it. <laughs> and of course, Sierra rates. She's Sorry. making peace signs. <laughs> All right. Without any further ado, we have a bit of a recap because it's been like a month and a half for most of us, oh. and far longer for. Uh, so the party arrived in Apechen late at night, and were told that they would need to wait until morning before going into the inner city. The gate guard took Arson's information and invitation from his stepsister and sent uh, it into town with an ambassador to confirm the invitation by Gwendolyn Lupus. Half-sister. Half-sister, I apologize. You're right. <laughs> it's, it literally says half-sister right here, but brain said step-sister. Well, yep. Been there, been there. Um, in the meantime, they were encouraged to enjoy a night of rest at the nearby inn, known as the Outrageous Crow, while waiting to be let in. He also encouraged exploration of the outer city, where there is a night market that could be checked out. The party begrudgingly takes his advice and pays for a room for the night and ordered a very refreshing meal to be waiting for them when they returned from their exploration. Arson recommended they explore this night market, each party of the party each oh, member yeah. of the party, with a different intention. Uh, as they were traveling towards the market, a small girl came running out into the alleyway with a box in hand, running straight into Arson. She quickly pulled uh, she quickly pulls herself up as a uh, older gentleman rushes to her side, stepping between her and the party. Shay immediately recognized that the elderly man and the little girl were indeed drow and dropped her guard because the Gwathrin, you know, Solidarity. don't fuck around with hooligans. Insert Vin Diesel family me <laughs> here. Oh, that's a good one. Um, the man hurriedly apologized to the group, begging them for forgiveness, stating he would uh, he knew they weren't supposed to technically be an Apechem, but were told by their employer that they could be there at night and just stay out of the way to be safe. And that he just wanted to do a good job so he could give his granddaughter a good life. Aww. Shay sympathized with the two and silently gave them some reassurance by relaxing herself so they didn't feel threatened. The elderly drow offered to take the party to, her, uh, to their employer at the request of Arson in order to receive a discount for their help. The group followed, learning about the owner of the Invisible Hand Acquisitions business. Passing two musicians playing an instrument known as the Corcordian, made by the inventor Corkin who they met back at the Outrageous Crow. 
taking note of his presence here on his tier, Arson decided he wanted to talk to the adventure when they returned. After passing a cleric of the Creed of Arenko, Arson and Lauren had a brief conversation about the clergy and the distaste of the untarnished white robes they wore. Thank you. Uh, as they ducked into the makeshift booths, Shay slipped her treats from Gargarum into the pocket of the little girl. Because she's so nice. To the group's surprise, the owner of the shop was none other than their good friend, Reefer. My boy! Oh, Reefer, dog. You have no idea. He explains that he was here to make his monthly visit and that he intends on visiting Gertie's farm once he settled his debts and finished his yeah, sales. Gertie adopted him. Slay. It's, it's good. Queen Gertie shit. Yeah. Uh, Reefer then goes on to explain the trouble Krypta and his goons have been causing and that compared to Stitcher and, the Stone, and Stonefist, he is far worse publicly and physically displaying acts of strength for all to see. I just realized I never sent you guys those follow-ups. Okay. Okay. I'll catch up. Uh, okay. Before leaving the tent, Arson purchased a bag of smoke bombs, a little medicinal herb, and yes, exactly, and yep. ether chloride to quote help him sleep. Oh yeah! yeah. <laughs> I totally you, about you fucked up with that. <laughs> Outside, an elvish man named William entered, uh, asking for the burn cell to help the pain from being marked by Kryptos men. As he left, Reaper asked Shade to follow William to make sure he got home safely. She agreed and uh, shadowed the elf. Thankfully, so considering one of the uh, one of Krypto's goons met up uh, met him up at his house and intended to continue the punishment. The Guathrin imbued her fear into the goon, we uh, weaving the narrative of the Guathrin's ascension to Apechen for the first time. Meanwhile, Arsen and Lauren and Gertie uh, visited a booth where a woman is selling warmer apparel because it is the colder season, and uh, you know it's important to stay warm. Arson tried haggling the price down, and despite winning, he chose to try out his new his new ether chloride on the owner, like knocking her unconscious. Gertie followed suit. However, she cast sleep on the owner rather than using. She woke up before I could steal my stuff, so I slept. <laughs> Just knock her. her out. Damn it! <laughs> knocked her out. You said here. Uh, knocking her out uh, the moment she regained consciousness. Disapprovingly, Alorn paid his fee for his own scarf and followed behind. Uh, outside, the trio came face to face with an elated William, who was in searching, uh, in searching the streets for his hero and savior, the Guathrin. Feeling a generous move, he um, offered to take the trio up to the gates at four. Uh, I don't know why I was trying to put that. He offered to take them up to the gates of Aura. Mm -hmm. oh, that's what I tried writing. Uh, Arsit aggressively denies, uh, but instead was gifted. A mark that would allow him and his companions immediate direct uh, access to the doors should they present it at the uh, guard post. Despite his desire to see the gates first uh, hand, Aloran was not able to convince the trio to go, and so they returned to the tavern. Those who ordered food enjoyed it immensely. Shay did not partake, but allowed herself a moment of true peace while tucked atop the building, removing her mask to feel and taste the cool air of Apechef for the first time in her life. The momentary peace was abruptly ended when it was revealed that Corkin, who was a patron at the tavern, had been dragged off by a few of Krypto's men earlier that evening. And the entire group took note of any leads that the uh, tavern keeper could provide and rushed across town. After many tricks, including cutting the lights and knocking out a few guards with Arson's trusty new utilization of ether, and the looming fear of the Gwathrum, the party saved Corkin and returned home to the outrageous crow, all settled in for the night, except for Aloran. Who kept to uh, who kept to himself and expressed he'd return at some point later that evening, but wanted to go on a walk first. <sighs> and that's I'm where find I... a way to condense your recaps, my guy. There's a lot there. I just want to make sure we don't forget anything. As it is with me doing these like TikToks, I I did one for episode three, and it, it ended up being like 15 minutes long, and I'm like, 
I had to cut out some of the details. Yeah. Which sucks, but it's okay. Uh, and that's where we begin. The cool fresh air paired with the heavy and warm blankets provide your party with the deep, deep sleep. And with this heavy sleep, dreams and visions filled your subconscious. We'll get to you in a moment. I promise. Okay, I'm not worried about it. Gertie! Okay. In your dream, you find yourself standing in the streets of the outer city of Apichum. You are much, much younger. Easily in your younger teens. So, been a minute. Been a minute. Been a minute. Uh, you're walking along a tall man with thin hair and highly calloused hands. My dear Gertie, welcome to Apechen. He speaks softly. Your mother and I have worked very hard to make it so someday the family business can be serviced uh, here as well. But when we're gone, I hope you'll carry on the family business with a family of your own. There is a long and silent pause between the two of you. Truthfully, you have always loved your family and the business, but as you grew older and began wanting more... Uh, but the fear of disappointing your parents paralyzed you from taking action towards those feelings. Uh, you weren't sure if you wanted to be a beet farmer, but it's all you knew, and honestly, you did love, you know, you loved it. I would think. Um, it's conflicting for sure, and your father speaks up again. I know being a farmer isn't for everybody, so if someday you decide to move on to something else, you'll be honest. Uh, I hope you'll be honest with your mother and I. Ultimately, you're in control of your own destiny. His voice began to fade and the vision darkened, feeling like you're trapped in a cave again. A, a different voice reaches out, a very old and calm voice. However, you can't really seem to understand it. It does seem to plead to you. The tone and the speech pattern seems almost in a desperate manner. Um, you awaken to the sound of the kitchen below preparing breakfast for that day. Arson! Oh, here we go. In the dream, you recall your childhood. You were raised by your mother, who had taken you to Lagos to raise you without a father, who didn't want to acknowledge your existence in the first place. Your dream sped by, watching yourself and your mother age while living a generally happy life. Unfortunately, by the time you were only ten years old, she had grown ill. She requested help from your father, but heard nothing back, all the way until her dying day. The dream panned to a small church in Lacus, where her funeral was held, and you were approached and collected by a cleric from the creed of Arinko, wearing the brilliant white robes. Um, he collected you and took you up to Apogem, where you would meet your father for the first time. The vision of your dream made the large city of Lacus fade beneath your feet, and you were met by a blinding light as the sun appeared at the top of the elevator, your father standing directly in front of the elevator gates. He was always cold to you and often kept you hidden from the public eye, or denied your relation to visitors, referring to you as an acolyte and nothing more. The dream prog uh, progressed and you were 15. You decided you had enough and wanted to be free of his cruelty and tyrannical rule. You left all your possessions and ran away, only returning a few nights later to collect your minor possessions, but importantly, your mother's earrings. Beautifully sculpted silver, uh, yeah, silver with a col colorful oval-shaped gemstone dangling from each. However, when you went to go find them, they were missing from your room, and you were caught breaking into the church. You were then promptly banished from Apechen, your father again denying your existence. Those earrings are the last thing you remember from your dream before being awoken by a sunbeam landing right on your face through the window. Shay, What up? You return again to your, visit, uh, your vision of Solum, right in front of you, Crystal Cordis. The massive part of Areco towering before you, bathing you in the glow of the crystal radiance. Behind you, you hear someone clearing their throat, and when you turn to look, you are again face to face with the goddess Tatris Ketum. Define our natural limitations, are we? 
As far as I was aware, the drow are welcome under the sun. She waves her hand at a table before uh, you, uh, before her presented a game of chess, though she appeared to be missing two pieces, one pawn from both sides of the board. You almost feel the burning cold of the piece in your own pocket. So, are we going to play or not? She asks. Is chess canon? Yes. Like, do I know what chess is? Uh, I mean, it's probably taken a different name. It is a much older game. So I would... Because out game here, historically speaking, there have been many variations of chess-like games throughout all kinds of cultures. So it's not exclusively chess, but same principle. So I think you'd be familiar with it, mm -hmm. but I don't know if you've ever like played played it. Fair. But the piece in your pocket from your last vision was a pawn. Mm -hmm. uh, so are we going to play or not? No response? Fine. I'd love Arthur to- Arthur knows better than to friggin' agree to things with weird demon goddess fuckers. I would love to know just what you're willing to do to win. And she waves her hand and your body begins to move on its own. And you begin to play, setting your own pawn on the board. With each moment you see visions of the Gwathrin acting in violence to instill fear into the, uh, all you have dealt with. Our work cool. A rook goes down, and you see the Gwathrim plunging its blade into the chest of a common thug. She takes your knight, and you watch as an innocent is snuffed out by cruel intentions. Stitcher and his men, the goon you faced earlier today. The violent acts against thugs and criminals alike, all with each cast of a new piece. Your argument with Silas, the memory of your call to arms, your sworn oath, sworn oath to destroy all who are toxic to this realm, and yourself being the final piece as the king fall. As Tatris Ketuna, uh, Tatris's queen puts your king in a checkmate. She smiles and looks to you. You may find yourself in a position to fall, but a few pawn may just save you. It's your choice to make, and I can't wait to see how you choose to play the game. She finishes standing and fades into the dark as your vision comes to an end. You blink, and you see the red glow of sunrise begin to fill the room. Your eyes burn momentarily, but adjust as dark clouds begin to pass over the aggressive sunlight. You are all now awake, and we're going to put a little ambiance. Outside, love it. Outside, see if it's coming through. Though it is your first day on Apicham, and you expect to see brilliant sunrises and everything, it is quickly overcome by a looming thunderstorm. Uh, Arsene, you have seen storms like this before, um, coming through the crevasses of stone and whatnot. Gertie, you as well. Um, did I ever send you guys the... HM image. I don't know if I did. It's. You know me, you to have visuals for your eyeballs. So, um, you guys have all awoken either from a meditative state or from um, your dreams here. Um, so, you're welcome to go downstairs or. Yep, that's probably the first thing I'm going to do is. Going to look out the window, see that it's perfect weather for a cup of tea. Excellent. And uh, go downstairs to have some breakfast and tea. Is the pawn still in my pocket? Uh, make a quick investigation. <clears throat> a natural 21. 
Uh, it is not, however, oh, it is stitched. Bitch! Oh. Anyway, continue, sorry. <laughs> uh, it is not, however, there is a um, new piece in your pocket. <gasps> what is it? It is a broken king. Ooh. Well, that's not cool. I think it's pretty cool, but... So, you choose to go downstairs? Yep. Okay. Breakfast and tea. Uh, Arson, I will, re- I will uh, mention that you don't recall or see any signs that Aloran has returned to the room um, since I believe you guys were sharing the room this evening, or the evening prior. That seems suspicious and as weird. Fuck. Uh, Gertz, are you planning on going downstairs as well? Yeah. Okay. Alrighty, and then Shay, are you just gonna hang up stairs for a little bit longer, or are you coming down as well? Um, I'll pop downstairs. Does the Broken King feel any sort of way? Uh, it has that exact same, like, really intense cold feeling to it. Mm. I will say, though, however, because the first piece that you had was a dark, like, slate kind of material, this one is a little more crystalline. Ooh, switching sides. (laughs) (laughs) Alright, um, so, the party goes downstairs, um, and you guys do see Lauren sitting at a table with a small collection of books stacked, uh, and he, uh, appears to be talking to somebody, but their back is turned. Uh, and as you approach you here, uh, yes, it's been quite interesting, uh, during your absence. I-, I can't imagine you've been in too many scuffles, but we've seen a lot of incredible things, and, you know, the, the-, the treasure map that had to do, they, they-, they found... As you approach, you do see the very well-built form of your former companion, Onyx. He's so hot, right? <laughs> <laughs> uh, who I also have a mini of because Maddie and I made that magic happen. Um, he is a very well-dressed boy now. Um, I'll have to make sure I have saved that as well because that's important. That's going to be important. I know what you're talking about right now. <laughs> oh my. Oh my. <laughs> oh my. Oh my. Alrighty. So, uh, you guys see uh, Onyx sitting there. Well. I'm just chatting it up with Aloran. Uh, Gertie <coughs> will walk up. Well, look what the cat dragged in. <coughs> Not you, Gary. Oh my God. It's an expression. Uh, <laughs> Hi there, Gertie. <laughs> yeah. It's been so long. Have you been taking care of yourself? Uh, it looks like it. Uh, I'm doing okay. Yeah. <laughs> you, you look good. <laughs> Always, Onyx. Always. Always. And my other friends. God, it's so good to see you. Mm, yeah, I know. Lauren <laughs> 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 uh, will speak up. Oh, uh, good morning, everybody. Uh, Onyx and I here were just catching up. He uh, he's been busy, and uh, I ran into him outside and figured, come in, and we'll. You thought you would divulge all of the party's secrets to someone who we haven't spent time with and a significant amount of time in an unknown location without being aware of whom can be trusted here. No, no, no. We're on a mission for Arson's... Do we know it's his half-sister? Has he divulged that info? I don't recall. I don't know if he has. I don't think he's... Well, I think he's mentioned his sister. Yeah. 
Because I think he even said I have a sister or something like that. Yeah. No, I think I've mentioned something about it. I don't know. He, you, you just, okay, let's just say this. You I'm are aware that there's a family. vague because I don't know exactly what's going on. Arson's drama. Oh, Shay. You remember I am just on X? <laughs> Apparently the tavern owner also has a pet cat who Gary's not thrilled about. That is my friend, the cat. <laughs> Did you get a cat because you missed Curtis? <laughs> if you would like that to be... Maybe. Okay. Would you like a cat? Maybe he's my cat. I don't know. He likes me. Better I... than the other one did. <laughs> <laughs> I think this calls for a spot of tea. Oh, yes, I think tea. It's oh. good. I will see, uh... There's also a dog. <laughs> There's also a dog. Get down from here. Tell I, dog. I will go and get us all a nice hot pot of tea. <laughs> and, uh... We will... Catch up. I think that sounds lovely. Fantastic. I will go to the tavern person and ask for a pot of tea. Okay, and he looks at you and he says, uh, what kind of tea are you looking for? What kind of tea do you have? Well, there is Earl, there is, uh, there's a milled cinnamon, uh, you know what, let me get you the house special. Ah, uh, let me, I'll, I'll Did take you say milled with cinnamon? Shush. <laughs> Why did my brain... I think it was either like made from mold or you sang mild in a weird voice before I realized you were talking about actually milled. Yeah, I was we'll just thinking of that scene Earl. from Scott Pilgrim where she just lists all the teas. <laughs> and Earl Grey. Alright, so you said you wanted Earl. Yep. So he'll go back and start brewing that while you're doing your right. thing. Go back and sit down and uh, enjoy the fabulous. Uh, friendly tension that we have here. Well, <laughs> Shay's still pissed at Aloran. We have not made up, and the fact he still forced himself to join this party and is fucking shit up. <laughs> um, is this why you weren't in your room last night, Aloran? Oh, no, I, um... <laughs> shut up! I was, um, I was exploring a little bit, and, uh, I... Uh... I did try to go to the gates, they would not let me pass. Oh. I wanted to see the gates of Aura, and there is apparently a very, 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 very extensive waiting list, unless you have special permissions. And I would think, as a cleric of the sanctum of Crystal Cordis, they'd be like, sure, come and take a look at the doors, but no. What it's does the whining dog look like? Uh, it is a very small, like, brindly dog with a really fat head. Mm-hmm. Big pity. Yeah, kind of pit Big bull. dumb head. Big dumb head, yeah. Big stocky boy. Yeah. Um, That's how I like him. So, uh, there is, a, there is an image. give him pets. You are going to give the dog pets? Yes. Make an animal handling check. Yo! Oh, oh, first roll of the night! Oh, not Oh, no. Oh, can I get to my skills, please? Okay, that's not too terrible. Uh, ten. Um, the dog takes your pets momentarily, but decides it had enough. 
Uh, very same. much so, very much same. <laughs> very much so, like cat energy, where it's like, yes, pets, too many pets. <laughs> Probably was raised by the cat in this tavern as well, unless that is Onyx's cat. Yeah. We have it's just the, this just the, the tavern cat. Gotcha, gotcha, really gotcha. Likes gotcha. It. Um, there is an image of Onyx in the chat if you have not seen him. Oh, yay! Uh, he does look pretty fly, <laughs> pretty fly for a oh, man. guy. <laughs> oh man! Yeah, he's gone more the scholarly route in this. That is so cool. He's so sexy. <laughs> <laughs> Hyping up my own character. Yeah, yeah. yeah. You're wrong. He got it. <laughs> um, so as you guys are discussing, um, just shooting the shit, the T does come over to you and ah, good. he offers it to you and he's like, is there anything else I can get for you? Oh, uh, small uh, breakfast, some toast squares, cucumber sandwiches, uh, perhaps some scones. Anybody else? Is that all for you? Oh, I was thinking the tea party set. Ah, okay. Uh, as long as it's vegan. Oh, cucumber's right. vegan. Hi, I can eat the cucumber. <laughs> <laughs> I'll, I'll take the, the I'll take the tavern order to the side. Do the cucumbers come with cream cheese filling? I can put it on the side. No, yes, please put it on the side. Put it on the side. Just cucumber with the. Good man, good man. I'll give him a <clears throat> polite swat on the back. Uh, just roll d20 from your quick. <laughs> just for shit's sake. Oh, oh, okay. Okay. Did I accidentally unlock the um, 16? Oh, God. Well, uh, he allow it. <laughs> you, you, uh, you swatted something. Oh, <laughs> backside. And he s quickly turns around and gives you just the look. Like, not a, not a sexy look, like a watch yourself <laughs> look. Wait, who did he hit? The tavern owner, I think. Oh, okay. The... Who I believe was a was a uh, Asimar, if I remember correctly. I'll have to go back and look again later. Oh, he's such a prude then. Such a prude. <laughs> you bumped his booty. It be like that. Apologies, it's a greeting from down below. <laughs> <laughs> He leaves to go prepare your uh, breakfast. My friends, what brings you here? Oh, uh, family business, as it just so happens. My family business. Um, complicated. Complicated, I understand. None of us are surprised. You were always a complicated <sighs> fella. I, that is on point, yeah. very much so. I'm going to pour myself a very hefty cup of tea and consider my life choices. <laughs> oh, that sounds like a good idea. I will do that with you. Um, Onyx. Onyx slips the tea. Excellent. <laughs> sorry. <laughs> uh, Onyx, uh, I am sorry. I've been talking your ear off like for the last hour. I mean, uh, why are you here? Why indeed? One second. <laughs> I know why I'm here, cool. but <laughs> I need to check my notes. Okay, sorry. It's okay. Uh, it was. I, want, I just want to make sure I got this right. Okay. <laughs> um. We're all just like staring. Alex <laughs> is just sipping his tea. He's yes. like, "Ooh, that's a good question." This um, I I think. I think it's because, wasn't it for me? Just, just, right? Right? 
Uh, well, like they allowed him. Up the, 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 it Sorry. depends on how you want to interpret the the question. Either why are you here in Apicham or why are you here right here in the tower oh. right now? Well, I'm in the tavern because I'm waiting for someone. But, and you know, this guy came up to me and I said, "Hey." He did say, "Hey." Yeah. Uh, but I am here in this level. I forgot the word for level. I'm sorry, I'm not on it. Um, because they invited me here. Because I am smart. I have brain, and they want my brain. The cat apparently agrees with your brain sentiment. The cat likes my brain. Oh, that's interesting. What exactly is, forgive my uh, potentially crude question, what is so special about your brain? Everything. <laughs> Why don't you just cast a zone of truth on him and figure it out that way? That's kind of rude, isn't it? Uh, uh, anyway, you said anything. Everything is special about your brain. Yeah, everything is special about my brain. Because, look here, I figured something out. I don't remember what it is, fucking though. <laughs> There's a lot there. There's a lot here. Uh, some reason. <laughs> <laughs> I don't remember. I'm sorry. No, it's okay. It's so, um, no, it's go ahead and make a quick, uh, uh, um, what do you call it? Uh, history check for me real history quick. History check. So remember God, watch just history? take a fucking watch. Chill the fuck out, watch. Uh, okay. Oh, no, Tyler is going to be hyper aware of his tachycardia. Sorry. Sorry <laughs> no, it's just, my watch always tells me, you know, take a watch. It's <laughs> not good for me. No. I'm not okay. off to a good start. I'm sorry, guys. <laughs> okay. Here, I have to go through my... Um, it's a lot of, lot of formal, fancy words. Oh, baby, oh, baby, baby. Me too. Ah, well, you were um, working in Parvus, uh, and... You um, were working on creating a new strain of fast-growing seeds that use far less water to grow. Oh, Ooh. yeah, I remember that. Um, a lot of things have happened in your time absent. Uh, you, I mean, I can just read through this a bit. Yeah. Okay. So Sorry. it's okay. It's okay. So this is this is information our, uh, that Onyx knows here. Um, he was taken initially to the agricultural division uh, in Tenebris after he left Gertie's house back in the olden day. Mm -hmm. um, it was there he realized that he thought he lost the um, where'd it go? The gemstone, oh, but Arson oh had pocketed it. Um, so, uh, during his absence, he heard a rumor about Ethan Snowfist dying under mysterious circumstances. Ow, you bitch! Uh, traveled back to Lacus and found that the group was no longer there. He came back to look for you guys. Hey, 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 hey. Alright, we're gonna pause for a second. Okay, we're back, sorry. Um, yeah, you went to Lacus and found that your group was no longer there. You received news that your father's possessions were recovered after the cavern, or after the cavern that was excavated by an unknown group, which was these dudes. Mm -hmm. Uh, you were called to Solo to take samples of a flower that was growing near, uh, the Crystal Cordis. Uh, you started hearing the name Arsene Lupus floating around because, if I remember correctly, 
you never knew him as Arsene Lupus. It was always Arcane Lucas or oh, Arsene or whatever. And you're like, wait, I thought your name was Ar or, uh, or Arlen or something like that. Like, no, 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 that's just another name. Just a stage name. Stage name. <laughs> um, you received an, an invitation to Apechem to present your findings. You got stopped in Tenebris and witnessed a massive house fire of some lady who apparently could speak to the dead. Uh, started hearing the name the Gwathrin sprinkling around. Yeah. Uh, you went up to Apechem to display your findings, met with officials. They were pleased and offered you a permanent home slash office in the first tier to continue your studies. Nice. Uh, heard about an attack on a <laughs> political brain. candidate in Solum in front of the Sanctum of Christocordis. Thanks to, you know, Silas and whatnot. Um, you took an elevator ride with a man known as Brendan Bond. Uh, apparently was investigating RBF. And he arrived at the Apechem around the same time. Uh, you found a gift from Gargarum sitting in your unfinished home. It was a brilliant cloak that you still wear to this day. Uh, you heard of a rumor about the lift system being shut down because of a gang war between Stitcher and Krypta. The name of the Gwathrin was being mentioned there again. Uh, and after that, I mean, it's been a, yeah. couple, it's been a little That's while. You've been in Apechem. Yeah. So you're up here because of your scientific studies That's and blah, 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 blah. And I'll just say, you know, if you want, I can just say that you just, like, word vomited all that. I think that's group. a great idea. Okay, yeah. that's fine. So Onyx just word vomits his entire life narrative from the moment he left Gertie's house. And there's just a weird, like, lingering silence as he goes back to sipping his tea. Slurping his tea. Slurping his teeth. Your food has been brought to you. Mm, With the cream cheese on the side. Yeah, the yes, cucumber, cucumber sandwiches. <laughs> I will very tactly, you know, pick up some cucumber sandwich and take some of the cream cheese on the side and smear it. Okay. And just, you know, kind of eat it and say, well, that was a lot of, um, that was a lot. Yeah. <laughs> Onyx just word vomited everything you guys have ever read, so. Now you're in the know. Onyx is an open book. More or less. Um, and we love him for it. The awkward silence amongst you is interrupted when a uh, the front door opens up and an older gentleman wearing a striped shirt and black vest uh, entered the tavern with a young girl in a brightly colored polka dot dress behind him. Um, Onyx, you immediately recognize these people. And you know exactly. My love. Love. Ah, this is who I was waiting for. Bertie, come here. Oh my god. Come here, my love. Uh, the older man, uh, older gentleman, <laughs> walks across the tavern and he, he embraces Onyx and plants a kiss on his cheek. He says, I've been missing you, sweetie. I've been missing you. Look, I brought her. Hello! Um, and he looks Does to... Does he also have a cat? No. <laughs> Kid. Like, his granddaughter, right? Granddaughter, yeah. yes. And um, I, I can't find for Minnie, but it's the the girl, the mini uh, for, for Lucy. what Lucy was going to be. Yeah. Aww. Aww. Um, is uh, Birdie's uh, granddaughter. That'd be and, uh, funny. <laughs> <laughs> oh, it is. It was. Yeah. She's like. She's like. Okay. What if Anish just has a thing for like geriatrics, and his name was Birdie instead of Gertie, yeah. and he I'm had so a granddaughter oh instead of God. a son. <laughs> <laughs> oh, Happy sometimes. Perfect. Just loves them old people. And, uh, I don't know what you. 
Oh, I feel horrible because I can't remember the girl's name. Greta. Greta. And uh, Bertie pushes his hand aside. He says, everybody, uh, nice to meet you. I am Bertie. I am Onyx's <clears throat> romantic partner. Mm-hmm. <laughs> oh. He has like a little spry little smile. Uh, and this is, this is Greta. This is my granddaughter. She is coming up here to train and uh, be an apprentice to Onyx. She's very smart. She's very smart, and she's just kind of kind of look at you with these, like, massive, like, super excited, you know, little kid eyes. <laughs> Speak up. <laughs> she goes, Mr. Onyx! Oh, hello! I'm ready to learn. I'm ready to teach. Awesome. Awesome. And she's going to give you an awkward hand with a high five. Hell yeah. Love <laughs> <laughs> Uh, so, anyways, um... Ah, yes! Bertie, these are my friends! Gertie? And... Is, what is your name? Awesome. Oh. And Shay! <laughs> Even that's not true. true. <laughs> that's oh. what I know about them! <laughs> Even uh, though they are my friends! You, you know their names and nothing more? I don't know what they've been up to lately! Oh, well, uh, why don't we invite them home and we can... That is a fantastic idea, you're so small. There's a weird, like, sexual tension in that moment. This is very uncomfortable for Arson. (laughs) (laughs) Shay is just like, how did this old-ass man live to be this age by inviting random people he doesn't know that look like me into his home? Luck, I guess. Uh, <laughs> luck of the devil. I'd like to say it is, if you can't tell, storming outside pretty heavily, so... Uh, oh, not to worry. Oh, wait, I shouldn't open an umbrella indoors. Bad luck! Uh, Tyler, uh, the next time you go to pick up your teacup, the handle snaps off of it. Ooh. And the <laughs> cup shit shit. Oh, no! <laughs> That's rough, buddy. <laughs> it rolled in that one, so... Could've been worse. I mean, not really, but... God! What's it? Damned! God! Uh. I just want Arson to have the worst luck now. I think that will be so funny. <laughs> well, it's funny you mentioned that. Oh my god, no! It's not a permanent debuff. <laughs> well, Arson, all morning you've been feeling a little... odd. Kind of gross. Uh, why don't you make a medicine check for me real quick? Oh no! Oh, I think I know what this is. It's the no. sins of our father. <laughs> Let me see. I definitely don't think I, I have no bonuses, but I rolled a 17. Um, Arson, you're starting to just think, you're like, did I eat something wrong? Did I what's different? What happened differently yesterday? And then it clicks. Ether chloride. And you were handling it on your clothing. And it very likely soaked into your skin a little bit. So we'll see what those, uh... Those, side effects Those are. side effects might end up looking like later down the line. Well, as long as I don't bite into my own finger and... You know, shit like that. Stop giving me ideas. <laughs> <laughs> I'm sorry, it's about to happen! So, uh, Aloran will look to everybody in the group and say, Well, um, I, uh, Onyx, it would be wonderful to see your, your home. Yes, have, please come. Has it been long since you've been here, or just recently, or... A few months, right? A couple of weeks. 
Okay. A couple weeks. We're getting settled in still. Oh, so okay. Well, um, we're still waiting to hear about your invitation into the city. Yeah. Uh, perhaps. That acquired our location. Yes, come. Alex <laughs> uh, uh, just like looks around and he's like, mm. okay. Um, we can always let the tavern yeah. keeper know that if someone comes looking yeah, for you, I'll go and do that right now. Uh, what's the address? <laughs> Birdie will speak up. It's a uh, thirty-two seventeen East Street. Thirty-two seventeen East Street. Thank you. No problem. Uh, so I will go up to the uh, tavern mm-hmm. owner. Huh. Okay. I'll just tell him it's thirty-two seventeen uh, East Street. What is? Oh, sorry. Guys, forwarding address. <laughs> <laughs> forwarding. Uh, if you have any messages for me, uh, while I'm, I'm waiting on an invitation to come through, but I'm going to be stepping out of the tavern. If you could direct anybody who is looking for me to find me at thirty-two seventeen East Street, I'd very much appreciate that, good sir. And he, uh, he just kind of looks at you and kind of looks behind you, noticing the teacup on the ground. I. Uh, I'll, I'll, I appreciate I'll, a tip I'll, for my services. <laughs> of course, and uh, sorry about earlier. <laughs> um, Phantom Hansen. <laughs> yes, back to the Phantom Hansen oh trip. <laughs> Fucking amazing, thank you. Um, Do I get inspiration for that? No. 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 <laughs> I've granted you inspiration so many times when you already had it. I never ever used it. Well, that's on you. Yeah, that's um, me. Uh, just so you're aware, yeah. there was a new system implemented, and one's a, no one's used it yet. Okay. Uh, if you have inspiration, there is a new system I'm trying to implement called the Hero Moments. And what it is, is you can utilize your inspiration as a hero moment, and you can automatically, like, critical success anything you want to do. But... If you use it as a hero moment, then you create a debt. And somewhere down the line, I could say, I'm going to debuff you here, or I'm going to make you uh, fail this. That's kind of cool. I dig it. Yeah. Cool. So, how much do I owe? Uh, five silver pieces. Five silver pieces. I'll give him an extra two. That's nice of you. It's uh, so that's... pretty reasonable for a pachem. I mean, breakfast food, tea. And there we go. Okay. So he takes your coin, uh, writes down the address, and sends you on your way. Right. Um, as you are, are you, I'm assuming you guys are all heading out of the tavern at this point. Yeah. As you are walking outside the door, um, you once again uh, make a, everyone real quick, passive perception. Oh, or perce- per- uh, No, sorry, just perception check. Yo, perception. Perception. Man, I am rolling really good for all the stupid shit 14. tonight. Okay. Uh, 13. Well, you I get no. Thing of love, of course. <laughs> it's just uh, like, oh, no. I hate when that happens. Uh, 18. Okay. I mean, I'll get there eventually. I rolled a 10. I don't know why. I got a 13. I probably have okay. not very much plus to it. But I'm never going
One bard, six row. Because if you had two in bard, then you get a minimum of proficiency bonus or half proficiency bonus to well, everything. Okay, so Gertie and Shay are the only two who don't notice as yeah, once again a tiny, I say tiny, uh, Arson, you recognize her, a young uh, hooded girl runs out from out of the corner and collides this time into Shay and lands on her buttocks uh, in a nice. Shay does, or the girl does? The girl runs into Shay. I was gonna say, cat like reflexes. She runs right into you, and uh, she falls on her butt as the storm is going above. And she looks up to you and she's like, Oh, it's you guys! Um, hi. Um, uh, Granddad and I are going, you know, down again. Uh, Mr. Mr. Reefer says that we don't need to be here right now, so um, we're going home for a little bit. But I, 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 I wanted to say hi and thanks for being nice. And um, I, I need you this. Mm. Oh, don't don't open it yet. Uh, I. Bye. And she's gonna pull up her hood and run towards the elevator where her grandfather is waiting. Well, now I'm just curious. You ought to open it. Fine, be that way. Stuff it inside your yes. cloak. Excellent. All right. Um, I'll open my umbrella. I'm not going to open it yet. Okay. And you guys? D uh, is Aloran just walking out in the rain? Uh, he has kind of like a hood on his cloak. And pulls oh, it. fuck it. I'll just put him under my umbrella. Aww. Don't get any ideas. Excellent. <laughs> So you hear the sound of the elevator descending as you guys cross through the uh, outer uh, outer wall area, um, and Ger uh, Bertie is leading the group here, and he's talking your ear off, you know, doing the whole old man thing, never stop talking kind of thing, and I mean, Onyx, this is your man's, this like, man's. he's telling all the best stories, oh and, you know, how you guys met on an expedition, and how, like... You know, you had one too many drinks one night, and blah blah blah. blah. It's it's a little more than PG. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, but nothing like vulgar because his granddaughter is right there. Right there. And uh, you guys do approach the gates, and the guard is standing there, and he, you know, uh, pass us, please. And Bertie, Bertie will step forward, and he's like, "Honest, Starby, come on." <gasps> yes. And. You guys present your passes, and he's like, and the others? Are they guests of yours? Yes. They're with me. On what means? On my means! Uh, they're part of the, um, uh, expedition crew. We're, we're introducing them to our, labor uh, our laboratory before uh, they come up here full-time. And the guard ponders for a second and just kind of waves you along. Mm -hmm. Clearly in a foul mood just because it's storming and doesn't want to be outside. So, uh, he lets you guys through. Welcome. You are in the inner walls of uh, HM at this point. Um, still not welcome to where you need to be, Arson, but closer. Uh, you cross through town and eventually you come up, uh, despite the storm and the rain and stuff, uh, you do come across this... 
Yeah. Uh, it's a pretty nice home. Uh, the similar, you know, is just vocal today. Yeah. Uh, from the outside, the house looks really nice. It's pretty traditional. It's got like the uh, white stone walls and standard like green roof and whatnot. Uh, there's an assortment of flowers nestled into window boxes. Uh, I don't know if that's a birdie thing or if that's an onyx thing. Birdie thing. Birdie thing. Okay, birdies are flower boy. Uh, <coughs> Excuse me. Uh, there are oval, like really tall oval-shaped windows to add to the overall look of the house and um, have been added to the house in a very asymmetric way, so it's 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 actually very similar to Gertie's house, except... <laughs> except for his farm is rhubarb. <laughs> <laughs> um, he opens the door and allows you guys inside, um, and he's, he's just talking, old man rambling, and he says, there's an average-sized kitchen, uh, there's one large bathroom with a decent-sized tub, um, living room is kind of small, there's three bedrooms, uh, one of which has been converted to Onyx's office space, <clears throat> so when he's home he can still do his work. Um, I apologize for all the boxes laying around, we're not done unpacking just yet, um, but this is home, so this is home. welcome. Uh, we'll put inside thunderstorm again because it's not as loud inside, obviously. Mm -hmm. Actually, there's a hole in the ceiling. <laughs> <All right. laughs> I keep meaning to get that fixed. <laughs> so you are in Onyx's and Birdie's home, and um, I forgot the granddaughter's name. Greta. Greta, thank you so much. Like I have it in my notes. It's just in not in my note like media. Uh, no, you're good. You're good. That's um, the one thing I can remember. So it's yeah. all good. Greta uh, excitedly grabs her bags and runs upstairs to one of the spare rooms, and you can hear her jumping on the bed up there and making a ruckus because children. And uh, Bertie pulls over a couple of extra chairs. He's like, "Sit, sit, please, please sit." Yes, yes, friends, sit. Tell me, what have you been up to? Oh well, a couple of mining expeditions, um, yes. coiling some crime lords. Um, I'm visiting my half-sister. I didn't know you had family. <laughs> yeah, we don't talk much. Wow. Amazing. You'd be surprised. <laughs> but, my God, I mean, this house, it's... Oh, it, it, is, it is very nice, yes. Arson, there's probably a little bit of discomfort being an Apicham. Oh, yeah. Like, is, is she screaming for food? Yes. I gave her food when I got home. I know. I gave her literally, like, the tiniest bit of food there because she would not stop. <laughs> um, you guys are in uh, the house now, and um, Birdie nice. is I was pulled, checking to make sure she didn't go potty uh, where she wasn't supposed to. Birdie uh, pulled some chairs up so you guys can kind of sit. There's still boxes unpacked and stuff. I'm going to awkwardly stand still. Okay, there is a fireplace if you would like to lean, across, uh, lean on top of it. Or across it, or not across it, but lean against it. Sure. Okay. Um, I don't know what you intend on opening that note, but that's at your discretion. Anyway, so um, you're you're talking about uh, visiting family. Onyx was like, "Oh, I didn't know you had family," and yeah. And uh, Bertie's gonna speak up. And uh, Gertie, right? What do you do? I'm a farmer. Oh. Well, I, I'm not a I'm not a farmer myself, but I, I do study the agricultural like. Soil and uh, 
Are you a botanist, Mr. Birdie? Uh, something like that. So you can't handle the hard work, so you just read books? <gasps> well, uh... Is Gertie I jealous? Have... <laughs> oh, no, Gertie! <laughs> Please, do not... That was a legitimate question! I don't, I... Not everybody has bones and bodies like me. Oh no, not 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 since the uh, the accident. The incident. (laughs) (laughs) You see, um, we were uh, we were excavating or we were we were tilling this place, uh, this the smaller farm in Parvus, trying to trying to start something down there, but whatever. Uh, And I had a uh, a. what are those things called? Plow? Thank <laughs> <you>. <laughs> like, I really wasn't sure. I was like, hey, plow is the first farming word that comes to my mind. <laughs> the way that he was moving his arms. So I was like, it's gotta be It hit a much harder rock than yeah, what you're used to. Not yes. Everyone can handle rocks like me. I'm surprised he can handle you. Oh, God. He very well. <laughs> Oh my god! <laughs> but that's not important right now. <laughs> uh, anyways, I, I, I... Depends on your definition of important, but I, okay. I broke my <laughs> shoulder and never really fully recovered from it. So yes, now I read books and do the brain work instead of the manual work. Gotcha, gotcha. You broke your <laughs> shoulder by plowing a rock? Well, well, when you put it like that. <laughs> and you hear the brains of this thing? <laughs> <laughs> it was one of those very uh, aggressive, like, jerking moments. Oh, did he, did, he, did he arise from the ground and just oh God. really hit your plow there, buddy? I'll be frank, I'm not trying to go for an innuendo here. I'm just surprised that a rock can, you know, plowing a rock can break your shoulder. Well, if that you just want to sounds. Be frank, I can call you Frank instead of Arson. No! <laughs> uh, now, Frank, <laughs> I believe we were talking about your sister. Half sister. Okay. You have family up here. In a manner of speaking, yes. Oh, what do they do? You know, old man talk, just wanting to know everything about anyone. <laughs> everything about anyone. He needs the tea. He is the head of the church here. What? <laughs> <laughs> oh. That's amazing. No wonder they don't talk to you. Yeah, he's a you criminal. You must be way below their moral code. You are a criminal, that is for sure. Yeah. Not even a good one. Not even a good one. I beg your pardon. I, I will stand up, am Arson Lupus. And I'll cast Prestidigitation to, you know. No, I Okay, Tyler, you may have your inspiration. Yes! <laughs> Fuck yeah! Really, when in doubt, Prestidigitation. You really need to pick a name for yourself, my dude. Well, that's Frank, the... Arson, whatever you were calling yourself before Arson. Too many names. Well, hey, that adds to the 